Thank you for joining us. Remember, you can watch our services live and view our archive at StevensCreekChurch.com, the Stevens Creek app, or on our Roku channel. And if our ministries have touched your life, we'd love to hear about it. Send us an email to mystory@stevenscreekchurch.com. We hope today's message encourages and inspires you. Enjoy the message. Well, good morning and welcome to Stevens Creek Church. We're so glad that you're here today. What a great day to be in church. I'd like to welcome all those in our atrium today. I'd like to welcome those in our South Campus and our Grovetown Campus and our Dream Center experience. And those watching online, I'll tell you, it's a beautiful day to be in church. And, and let me say this, speaking about our Grovetown campus, our South campus, if you've never visited one of our campuses, you, you need to do that. It's, they're great experiences. I encourage you to uh, check out one of those along the way. You know, I like to start with something funny. Did you hear about this pastor that uh, went and visited one of his elderly members, and he sat down in the living room and talking to her, and the conversation went on, and he noticed there was a bowl of peanuts right there on her coffee table. It's getting close to lunchtime. He's hungry, so he reached out, and he took a peanut, and then I took another one, and then another one as they talked, and by the end of their conversation, he had eaten the whole bowl of peanuts, he was kind of embarrassed about that, and he said, oh, Sister Betty, he said, I am so embarrassed. I've eaten all of your peanuts. She said, oh, Pastor, I said, that's okay. She said, since I lost my teeth, she said, all I can do is suck the chocolate off of them. <laughs> well, once again... <laughs> Lord, help us. Well, once again, I'm glad that you're here. Today, we're continuing our series called Your Story Matters. And if uh, you've been with us, you know that uh, <clears throat> doesn't matter. I'm still laughing, y'all. <laughs> it doesn't matter who you are, how old you are, how young you are. It doesn't matter if you're a Christian or non-Christian. Uh, you have a story. Everybody has a story. And there are stories that you love to tell about your life. You love to tell about, oh, you remember this time when uh, you were, um, overcame something? Or maybe you remember you played in this game and you won the game. Or you like to tell a story and you're so proud to tell this, oh, this, you wouldn't believe what I did. I cannot believe I did this. And you tell something funny that's happened to you. We have the, all those stories we're just so proud to tell. But then there's, all of us have these stories that we're not so proud to tell. That in fact, if we could take the, the book of life out, we would uh, erase some paragraphs or maybe we would tear out some entire chapters and uh, we don't want that part of our story known. Look, we can't rewrite the past. The past is the past. But we can make decisions today that will impact our future. In fact, that's the big idea for this series, that the decisions that you make today will determine the stories that you tell tomorrow. The decisions that we make uh, today will determine the stories that we tell tomorrow. Your story matters. Today, we're going to conclude this series with, I decided to go, because sometimes the best decision that you can make is to go when it would be easier for you to stay. Sometimes the best decision that you can make is to go when it would be easier for you to stay. So let me ask you a question. 
Where do you want to go? Where do you want to go? Think about your life. Think about the days ahead, the months ahead, maybe even the years ahead. Where do you want to go? I encourage you to step out in faith as God prompts you, as God leads you. I encourage you to follow that hunch, to follow that, that leading, follow that prompting. So many times uh, we're, chal- we're encouraged to play it safe. Don't take the risk. Don't leave your comfort zone. But in those moments when people around you are saying, hey, don't, don't do this, don't do this, don't leave your comfort zone, you know there's something propelling you to go forward. I'll never forget when I was 14 years old, I was called into the ministry. Now, during that season in my family's life, my family had drifted away from church. And so when I was called in the ministry, that calling really was not welcomed by my parents. And, um, but they, they thought in their mind, oh, he's just a teenager. This, is gonna, uh, this will blow over, and it's not, not going to be that big a deal. But it came, it didn't. It, it continued to stir in my soul to the point where when I was a senior in high school, and we were talking about colleges. My uh, folks wanted me to go to a state university. I wanted to go to a, a Christian college, and there was this tension there. And there came a moment in my senior year that I remember walking into our living room, and I was so nervous. I was so nervous, but I said, I've been called. I looked at my parents and said, I've been called into the ministry, and I am going to, uh, to Lee, a Christian college, whether you pay for it or not. And it was just like at that moment, I had to step into my destiny. In that moment, I had to step out in faith. Now, the good news is they supported that, and, and I've had their full support until the time they passed. There will be times in your life where your friends or your family members, they don't understand what you see. You have this dream. You have this vision. You have this solution, but people around you just can't see it. And there are just times in your life when the best thing that you can do is to take that step. The best thing for you to do is to go when it would be easier for you to stay. Now, each week in this series, we've looked at a story from the Bible. Today's story is the story of Abram and Sarah, which will later be known as Abraham and Sarah. Their story is told in Genesis chapter 12. We pick up the story of verse 1. It said, The Lord said to Abram, Leave your country, leave your people and your father's household, and go to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you, and I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. Now, let's think about this. God spoke to Abram and said, pack up your bags, pack up your family, get all your belongings, and I want you to go to this land. And this is going to be your inheritance now. This is what I've got for you. 
But the only problem that Abram has is that God did not give him all of the details. Notice he said in verse 1, I want you to go to the land that I will show you. Abram doesn't know where he's going. I can imagine him going home and telling his wife, Sarah, I said, honey, I've got some good news. We're going to move. And God's promised me that it's going to be a better place. In fact, we're moving on up. It's going to be a better place, um, and we're going to be blessed in a brand new way. And she said, man, that's exciting. I can't wait. Now, where are we going now? Tell me. Well, I don't know. He didn't tell me that. What do you mean he didn't tell you that? What am I supposed to wear? Is it going to be hot? Is it going to be cold? Are we going to the mountains? Are we going to the beach? Now, tell me. What should I wear? Uh, well, I'm not sure. Now, Abram, are you sure God told you this? Now, are you sure? How are we going to provide for our family? How are we going to get food for our animals and our staff? This seems like a mistake to you, uh, to me. There will be times in your life where you will be prompted to go somewhere where you've never been. And in that moment, your own thoughts are going to say to you, you better play it safe. You better be careful here. You shouldn't be taking too big of a risk at this stage in your life. What if it doesn't work out? And I know that in those moments, you're going to be nervous. But just because you're nervous does not mean that you're not supposed to go. Sometimes the best decision that you can make is to go when it would be easier for you to stay. Abraham stepped out in faith, and his story is told in a chapter in the New Testament called the Hall of Faith in Hebrews 11. It says that these words, it said, by faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as in his inheritance, notice this, he obeyed and went, even though he didn't know where he was going. Abraham stepped out in faith, even though the path was uncertain. Now, here's the point. Faith, now faith is a, is a choice to trust God even when the road ahead seems uncertain. Faith is a choice. Faith is a choice to trust God even though the road ahead seems uncertain. And that's where some of you are today. God is calling you to step out in faith. And you're, you're not so sure about that. You're, you're, you're concerned. You're nervous. And there you are trying to make this decision. What do I do? Which way should I go? What are, what are you saying, God? And you have to come to grips with this. Am I going to live in the safe zone? Am I going to stay where I am? Or am I going to embrace his call, embrace his promptings, and step out into this new venture? I believe that God wants to bless you just like Abram. I'm going to bless you. He wants to expand your horizons. He wants to increase your influence. He wants you to become the person that he has created you to be. But you can't be that person 
sitting back. You can't be that person playing it safe, but you've got to trust him. You've got to step out. You've got to obey his call. When God calls, when he prompts you, I want you to step out. And you need to understand, when he calls, he doesn't always explain himself. God tells you just enough to get you going in the right direction. God rarely gives you the big picture in advance. But it's that daily bread, it's that daily walk that he wants you to be led and to follow in his footsteps. God called Abram, and Abram responded by obeying. He obeyed, and he went. I am sure that Abram had some doubts, but he went anyway. I am sure uh, that he may have even argued with God a little bit, but he went anyway. He may have wondered, what does the future look like? But he made a decision, God, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to obey, and I'm going to go. We go to the very next verse, verse 4. So Abram left. So Abram left as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Now Abram was 75 years old. He was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. He took his wife Sarah, his nephew Lot, all their possessions they had accumulated, and all the people they had acquired in Haran, and they set out for the land of Canaan. And they arrived there. Think about this. Abram set out. He was from Ur of the Chaldees. He traveled 800 miles north to Haran and then another 700 miles to Canaan. I mean, think about that. That's like going from here, Augusta, to Cincinnati and from Cincinnati over to Kansas City. Like Cincinnati and Kansas City. Like Cincinnati 31, Kansas 24. Oh, that's later on. That's, that's the game. That's right. Okay. That's not a prophecy. Do not bet on that. Do not bet on that. But Abram traveled those uh, ancient trade routes uh, uh, along the Fertile Crescent. And when he finally arrived at a place called Shechem, it was actually in central Israel. If you were to go there today, it's, called, it's the West Bank. And God had prompted him to go there. Because he wanted, and he responded because he wanted to be in God's will. I think if I were to take a poll of this audience today in our Grovetown campus, South Campus, even in the atrium, and say, how many of you want to be in God's will? I think most, all of us have said, yeah, we, we want to be in God's will. Yes, that's, we want to be in God's perfect will. But so many times we live that out by this, God, we want to be in your will as long as your will lines up with my desires. And that's where the rub happens. Because sometimes God's will is different than what you imagined. Sometimes God's will is challenging. Sometimes God's will is difficult. Sometimes God's will is uncomfortable. Yet we are called to go there. We're called to step out in the unknown. And at times we have to go through the desert before we can get into our promised land. And it's in that desert that we, we learn to trust God in a greater way. It is in the desert that, that we get prepared. It is in the desert that we grow up. It is in the desert that God is teaching us what it means to trust him. Here's the point. God wants to lead you, 
But God will often take you out of your comfort zone to teach you how to trust him. God will often take you out of your comfort zone just to teach you to trust him. There are times that God's going to put you in situations where, honestly, you're in over your head. You're in over your head. You're, you're in a place where your friends can't help you, you, and you don't have the experience to get through this. And too many times when this occurs, people shrink back, and they think, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm not going there. I'm going to stay home. Nope, nope, I'm, I'm, I'm not qualified. I'm, I, I'm too nervous. What if it doesn't work out? I want you to hear me. God knew that you would be nervous. God knew that you would not feel qualified. This is a test. Are you going to talk yourself out of it? Are you going to let fear come and settle on your life and hold you back from living the life that he has for you? I want you to be bold. I want you to take that step, that step into the unknown, because it is in the unknown where miracles happen. It is in the unknown where you discover the ability that, that you didn't even know you had. It is in the unknown that you will accomplish more than you ever dreamed possible. Just because you don't have all the details doesn't mean that God doesn't have the details. Trust him. You have to trust him. In the scripture, there's a story of a man named Peter. And Peter was the only one in scripture outside of Jesus that walked on the water. But you also need to understand he was the only one willing to get out of the boat that day. I'm sure the other disciples who were with him said, Peter, you need to stay with us. Look at those waves. Can you feel that wind? You see that rain? Peter, don't do that. It's dangerous. You could drown out there. But when Jesus said, Peter, come, he had the courage to step into the unknown, and he walked, onto the wa he walked on the water. I am sure in those moments that Peter was afraid. Of course he was afraid. I would be afraid, and you would be too. Yet Peter had the courage to step out. You can have courage and still be afraid. You can have courage and still be afraid. Courage means that you will not allow fear to stop you. Peter had the courage to step out of the boat. You can't play it safe and be the person that God has called you to be. God's calling you to go. He's calling you to step out in faith. But you say, oh, what if, Marty? Don't let the what ifs talk you out of this life that God has for you. Oh, Marty, what if I fail? What if they say no? What if I don't have the funds to do this? You know what? You'll never know unless you try. Sometimes the best decision that you can make is to go when it would be easier for you to stay. When you come to the end of your life, I really feel like 
that you'll have more regrets from the risk that you didn't take than the risk that you actually took. And some of you have been so wounded by the cares of this life and by the things that have happened that it has called you to the safe zone and you are so fearful to get out of this place and you've allowed these what-if questions just to, to keep you locked in a place where you find yourself right now. What if? What if I get in this new relationship and what if I get hurt again? You know what? That may happen. But what if you get in this new relationship and you're happier than you've ever been? What if it's a divine connection? You say, well, what if I take this position and, and I'm not good at it? And what if I'm not, ex- uh, what if I don't excel? What if you take this position and you do excel? What if you discover a talent and an ability that you didn't know you had? What if it opens more doors to more opportunities? I can tell you, every significant accomplishment in my own life, in Patty's life, every major victory, we've had to step into the unknown. When Patty and I started this church, we gathered in a borrowed living room with 24 people. We didn't have any money. We passed the plate that day, collected $369. That is all the money that we had. We didn't even have any experience as lead pastors. We were clueless. But what we had was a prompting from the Lord. What we had was a call of God to step out into the unknown to take a risk. And what we have learned through the years is that where God guides, he provides. If God is prompting you, if God is calling you, if you will step out in faith, even though it may be tough, even though it may be challenging, even though you may go through some difficult seasons, God's going to provide for you. And I want you to know what God has for you is so much bigger than you imagine. You can't see it right now, but God is working behind the scenes. And God's call in your life, God's call is going to stretch you. It's going to cause you to be uncomfortable at times. And you may want to shrink back, but I would say keep stretching, keep believing, and keep dreaming. Just go, just go, just take the step. Don't let fear hold you back. We've all wrestled with fear over the last several years. We've wrestled with fear. COVID came and and affected us all, and, and we had the fear just cover our nation to the point where we started to rise up and said, no, we're going to have faith over fear. And we put those signs in our yard, but yet we struggled on the inside because we were afraid. But there comes a point where we step out in our fear and we step out instead, say, no, I'm going to trust. I'm going to believe. I'm going to go even though it would be easier to stay sheltered in place and locked away. There's a young Jewish girl in the Bible named Esther, and Esther's story was she was an orphan And she didn't grow up in an influential family, but yet God raised her up and allowed this Jewish girl 
uh, to become the queen of Persia. Now think about that. She was a Jewish woman who was the queen of Persia. Now, a man named Haman tried to secretly pass a law in Persia to get rid of all the Jewish people. Now, Esther's uncle came to uh, the palace and told her of this ploy and said, you've got to go in and you've got to tell the king. You've got to tell the king what's going on. The problem was, though, in those days, if you approached the king uninvited and if you went into his presence and if he didn't hold up his golden rod, then you would be executed. And that would be the end. And Esther said, heard her uncle say that to go in there. She said, wait a minute, I can't do that. No, 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 no. What if he doesn't hold up his golden uh, rod? That would be the end of me. And God was speaking to Esther to step into the unknown. But all those what ifs came up. What if he doesn't hold it up? I mean, uh, what if he's in a bad mood? What if he gets upset? And just when she's about ready to talk herself out of this, her uncle said, Esther, if you remain silent, deliverance for the Jews will come from someone else, and you and your family will perish. And who knows but that you have come to this kingdom for such a time as this. God is saying, God was saying, if you don't want to do this, that's fine. I'll get somebody else. But the problem, Esther, is you're going to miss your destiny. That this opportunity that you have will not come your way again. This was her chance to leave her mark. This was a now or a never moment. I love what Esther did. She said, I'll go before the king. And if I perish, I perish. But I will not let this moment pass. She was willing to go, even though it would have been easier for her to stay. She stepped into the unknown. She not only had favor for the, with the king, but she was able to deliver the Jewish people. And now she is written about in Hebrews 11 in this hall of faith that I'd mentioned previously. Like Esther, all of us have opportunities that won't come our way again. We all have opportunities that these are unique opportunities. The culture will say the stars have aligned and this is opportunity. No, we, we feel like that God has ordered our footsteps. And that God has ordered your footsteps to this moment. This moment, this crossroads in your life. And you can either step out in faith or you can play it safe. But this decision determines your future. You're at this crossroads. You're at this moment. This decision that you make today will determine the stories that you tell tomorrow. And so when those now or never moments come to you, I want you to step out. Don't shrink back. Don't let fear talk you out of. Don't let the what ifs come your way. I want you to step into a new level of faith, a new level of favor, a new level of influence. And like Esther, I believe that you're going to leave your mark. 
I believe that you're going to leave your mark. God is raising you up for such a time as this. Back to the original story. Abram was called by God to go to a land that he had never been to. The Bible says he obeyed and he went. And the very first thing when he crossed over into the land of Canaan, the very first thing that he did is he built an altar and he worshiped. We drop down to verse 8. said, then he built an altar to the Lord. And notice this, he called on the name of the Lord. Then Abram set out and continued his journey to the Negev. The very first act in the promised land, he called. He called on the name of the Lord. And he worshiped. He had obeyed. He had stepped out in faith. He didn't know where he was going. But when he got there, he recognized God's hand. And he thanked God for God's, his provision and his protection on his life. And we start to see in Abram's life the pattern of our lives. That God calls. We respond. We move out. We arrive. And then we worship and we thank God that we're there. So many times we struggle because we want, we want our plans all written out. We want a spreadsheet with everything written out. Go this and that. And I appreciate strategic planning and I appreciate spreadsheets. But as you are working on your future, You've got to leave enough room for God to move in your life. You've got to leave enough room for him to speak to you. And when he speaks to you, that you don't shrink back and talk you yourself out of this opportunity. I want you to understand that God has you in this service today because he wants to speak to you. And there are some of you that you've put your blinders on and you've limited your own ability to this certain viewpoint and this certain way of life. And what God is trying to do is to remove those blinders so that you can see that God has been working behind the scenes to get you to a place for, so he could expand your life, he could expand your heart, he could expand um, uh, your family, and he can be a blessing not only to your generation but to the generations to come. And some of you are so short-sighted. You're only thinking about the weekend. You're only trying to get through the work week and make it to the weekend. There's so much more to live for in life than living for the weekend. And I want you to understand that God has a call for you. God has a call on your life. You say, oh, Marty, I'm not going to be in ministry. Every person at Stevens Creek is a minister. We have this calling to be a light in this community. We have this calling to be a light in the darkness. 
And you know what? You can't do it on your own. You can't do it just with your own talents and own abilities. But just one touch from God's hands, just his favor resting on you, just his anointing being on you can change your life forever. The problem is you've been trying to do it on your own when God says, I want to touch you. I want to empower you. I want to bless you. I want to open the doors wide for you. Hallelujah. But you've got to come to the place where you say, God, wherever you want me to go, that's where I'll go. Whatever you want me to do, God, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go when it would be so much easier for me to sit back. Today, God's calling you to take that step, that step of faith. Do you hear that in Grovetown? How about in our South Campus? How about in our Dream Center experience? Our atrium, do you hear that? God has a plan for your life. Now let's talk about that plan. God's ultimate plan for your life is for you to be a part of his family. Ultimately, that's that's his heart. He wants you to be a part of his family. He's not trying to get you to be a part of his religion, but it's about a relationship. So many times we're working hard because we think that one day we're going to stand before a holy God and we want to have enough good deeds to outweigh all of the bad deeds we've done. And so it's this tension of, have I done enough good things today? That's not how it works. We can become a part of his family through Jesus Christ. It's not through our good works. It is when we come to the place where we say, Jesus, will you pay the price of my sins? Will you come into my heart and forgive me of my sins? I'm not trying to get you to do more good works. I'm trying to get you to see that Jesus has already paid the price for your admission into heaven. The ticket has already been paid. He died on the cross for you, and he gave his life for you. So the question is, have you received that free gift that he has provided? And that's where many of you are right now. Have you received the gift of the forgiveness of sin? And you say, well, Marty, I don't deserve that. None of us deserve it. You look around this room, there's no perfect people here. Not at Stevens Creek Church. If you're looking for a perfect church, you got off the exit ramp too soon. Not here at the creek. We're messy. Because we're learning to what it means to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. It's, it's messy. There's no perfect folks around here. So if you are just messed up and junked up, you're in company today. But what you need to understand is that all of us have been junked up. All of us have been messed up. But we discovered that Jesus is, uh, comes and lifts the burden and erases our sin and mistakes. And now we stand in God's presence, not with our own works of righteousness, but in what Jesus has done for us. That's why we talk about Jesus. And we say, Jesus, will you come into my life and be the leader and the Lord of my life? 
Some of you are so tired because you've been working so hard to make an angry God happy with you. Well, let me say this. God's not mad at you. And so this vision of an angry God is not true. He loves you, and he has a plan for your life. And today, he wants you to step into that plan. He wants you to step into his family. He wants you to receive the gift of the forgiveness of sins. So are you ready to do that? How about it, Grovetown? Are you ready? South Campus, you ready? We believe that over the next few minutes, lives will be changed here at the creek. And so here's what I want you to do. I want you to just bow your heads and keep your heads bowed. And as I pray with you and then talk to you just a second. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for this church. I pray for those in our atrium. I pray for uh, those holy moments at our campuses right now. Speak to us, Lord. Speak to us, God. Let us sense your presence. And Father, for those that have never made a decision to follow Jesus and they want to take that step today, I want you to pray this prayer. Say, Jesus, come into my heart. Say that. Say, Jesus, come into my heart. Be my leader and be my Lord. Forgive me. Just say that. Jesus, forgive me. Pray this prayer. Say, Jesus, make me into the kind of person that you would have me to be. I give you my past and I trust you with my future. Pray this. Say, Jesus, fill me with your spirit. Save me today. I receive that. Head still about how many of you would lift up your hands and say, Marty, I just prayed that prayer. Across this room, lift up your hand just quickly so I can see who I've prayed for. Yes, all across this room. Yes, still others. You just prayed that prayer with me. Yes, still others. Father, I just pray not only for those that have prayed that prayer, but I pray, God, that you would move in our hearts and that you would stir our faith, that we would be able to grow forward. I pray specifically for those that are in uh, what some would call a valley of decision. They're trying to figure out their next step. They're trying to figure out um, their relationship. They're trying to figure out their career. I pray, God, that you would open the doors that that they're to walk through. But I also pray that you would close the doors that they're to stay away from. I pray, God, that you would give people inspired ideas because there are some that have been dealing with problems and challenges even at work, and it's like their office is at a standstill. But, Lord, I'm asking you today to open up their minds and give them inspired ideas and show them how to lead and how to allow their light to shine in their classroom and in their company. So God, come and release your power and release your Holy Spirit upon your people that we receive. Say that, God, I receive. Say that. Say, God, I receive what you have for me in Jesus' name. And everybody said aloud, amen, amen, and amen. God bless you today. Thanks for listening. If you would like to help support the ministries of Stevens Creek Church, please go to stevenscreekchurch.com and click the Give button. See you next time.